you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, your coffee spots, or your favorite shops. Local businesses have been there on your team supporting you in your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And today we have an episode of the Crossover Podcast. We spoke with Alex Clancy and Bo Brack of Locked On Cardinals to preview the team's upcoming matchup on Monday Night Football. So let's go ahead and jump right into that interview right now. It's another Crossover Thursday edition here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This time, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals, Marcus Mosier, one half of the duo of Locked On Cowboys. Marcus, your season has been a movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, I been, thought you were just going to say train wreck. That would no, have been fine. It's been like Fast and the Furious 17 uh, up until, you know, obviously the, the awful thing that happened last week with Dak Prescott. Yeah. Let's just lead with that. Dallas Cowboys are obviously one of the more compelling teams in the NFL year in and year out, regardless of record, as long as Jerry Jones uh, heads that and Jerry, Jerry world is in uh, full functionality. That's going to be the case when, so Dak goes down. Okay. Tell me where you were. And the first thing you thought after, obviously I hope he's okay. All that stuff. We're going to take the human part out of this and go straight business. What was the first thing that went through your head when you saw that all transpire? First of all, you just you feel so bad for Dak for, you know, everything he had to go through this offseason. And I know a lot of people are talking about the contract, but that's not even where, you know, I went. I was thinking about, you know, him losing his brother this offseason to some of the mental you know illness that he was dealing with and the depression. Uh, He spoke about that. So to to go through all that, to start the season off as well as he did and then to end it that way is just crushing. but Cowboy fans are they're used to this now. They're they're used to losing quarterbacks early on in the season. And it's it's rough, man. You know, when you lose a Tony Romo a couple games into the season or in the preseason, it just feels like the whole season's over, right? You know, when you lose a player of that caliber, it, it just it ruins your year. Now, I do think the Cowboys are in a different situation than they have been in the past. I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to roll over like Jason Garrett has. Um, but uh you go from a team that had Super Bowl aspirations at the beginning of the year to, hey, maybe we can win seven, eight games, win the division, and get into a playoff game, and then get blown out by Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Uh, this is kind of where we're at right now. At two and three, and, and Dak being on the sidelines, but even before that, just having all the weapons on offense, but also a thousand points surrendered basically hmm. at this point in the season, Marcus, is, is there confidence, <laughs> confidence week in and week out that this Cowboys team? should be the favorite in most games? 
No, and when you, I mean, not only the Dak injury, but this team has been riddled with injuries on their offensive line with now Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins out for the year. Uh, they lost their starting defensive tackle, Tristan Hill, in the, the week five game. It's just an incredibly banged up roster. So should they be the favorite? Probably not. Will they end up winning it? I don't know. I mean, the other three teams in the division are an absolute disaster right now as well. Philadelphia has a lot of problems on their offensive line. Um, we'll see. This is going to be an interesting first year for Mike McCarthy. If he can get them to seven, eight wins uh, and battle back and make a playoffs, I think, you know, make a playoff uh, berth. I think that'll be, that'll be good for the Cowboys long-term, even if it doesn't amount to any success actually in the playoffs. He's Marcus Mosier, one half of the duo of Locked On Cowboys. I'm Alex Clancy along with Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. It's a crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, Marcus, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off right away. Pleasantries, mm-hmm. cool, we did all that. Um, how good is CeeDee Lamb? And please uh, uh, sugarcoat it for our benefit. Like, make it look worse than it is and just tell me that it's part of the system and not that CeeDee Lamb may have been a steal for the middle first round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is coming from two guys that with uh, you know that are covered the Cardinals and that are probably a little bummed about what Isaiah Simmons has done so far, right? That, that's where it's coming from, correct? I mean, I told you to sugarcoat it for me, but obviously that's out the window. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly why, Marcus. Thank you. Um, here's the deal. There is some benefit of CD lamb playing, you know, between Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, he is getting the third best cornerback or he's playing in zone every single week. So the production isn't all that surprising. It's really not how he's doing. It is though, being able to go down the field and make these acrobatic and athletic catches while he's getting drilled in the head. Uh, you know, it's been, been absolutely incredible. Now he hasn't been uh, fantastic yet in breaking tackles and making plays after the catch, but those will come. Uh, he's just a star. I mean, he just it's just what he is, and I think everybody kind of knew that going into the draft. Uh, but for whatever reason, he fell to pick 17 because some teams were infatuated with speed at receiver or these hybrid linebacker safeties that you don't know where to play in the NFL. Uh, so then that's why he fell. I try to be nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's – it's been kind of a trying time. I mean, every first round pick outside of Kyler Murray and Steve Kymer has been been trying. And you're looking at a couple of players that potentially got away. But let me ask you this. Going into Monday night, Andy Dalton getting his first start for the Dallas Cowboys looked good as far as in relief for D- Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. Is he getting the keys to this offense? Are Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy either going to simplify things or just kind of let him roll? Yeah, I think they're going to simplify things some. I also think they are going to run the ball a little bit more just to try to protect them. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the optimal strategy here. Uh, But again, with this offensive line starting two undrafted free agents at tackle, starting a fourth-round pick at center, they've got to protect their quarterback some. So I do think you're going to see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. There will be design rollouts and easy throws and screens to get him comfortable. Um, But I do think Andy Dalton is competent right and i think he can do a good enough job of getting the balls to the receivers to allow them to make plays the problem is going to come here if if this game turns into a shootout which i think it could can he be good enough to make you know the score 28 30 points without turning the ball over uh, you know consistently i'm not quite sure but i do think he's going to be fine let's flip to the not so great part of this dallas cowboys team right now the defense uh, had some injuries, lost Byron Jones in free agency. Your corners have been uh, decimated with injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh can't stay on the field. So one of my favorite players 
over the last decade has been Sean Lee. And he just couldn't stay on the field. When healthy, one of the best middle linebackers in football. You know, he was a bulldog. He's a guy you could trust. Went on the field. Aside from Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, what else does this defense have, especially with Demarcus Lawrence kind of playing underwhelming since he signed that big deal? Yeah, and I'll even throw Jalen Smith in there. Until week five, Jalen Smith was performing like one of the worst linebackers in the league. I mean, he was getting exposed in coverage. The effort level in the run game was atrocious. Uh, He did play much better here in week five. Um, But, yeah, there's just not a lot that the Cowboys can hang their hat on on defense. Um, Alden Smith is playing well. Demarcus Lawrence is, you know, still dominating in the run game. Outside of that, man, it's just a lot of – you know, just throwing stuff against the wall, hoping stuff something sticks. You know, they've rotated their safeties now in each of the last three games. Uh, they're moving safeties to cornerback because of the injuries. Um, they're looking for anybody that can play linebacker. So it, it's it's a problem. And the, the, the bad thing for the Cowboys is I'm not sure it's going to get better over the course of the season because you've lost so many guys long term now. Um, I, I think this sets up to be a huge, huge Kyler Murray game on Monday Night Football. Marcus Mosier, Locked On Cowboys. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. On the other side, we're going to let Marcus ask us whatever he wants to. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's next. (laughs) The crossover edition of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it's Marcus Mosier to tell you about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. All right, we are back here with Alex and Bo from Locked On Cardinals to talk about this Monday night football matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Guys, I want to first talk about Kyler Murray. Uh, You know, a lot of people were expecting this to be a potential MVP season from him, the second year in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. Um, what have you seen from Kyler Murray this year? Do you think he's a better player than we saw last year? Uh, yes. I mean, here's the thing is... You sound very confident. Well, no, no, no. So, I mean, it's a completely different platform and a completely different foundation going into the 2020 season where the offseason, uh, I don't know, buzz around this team, I kind of placate that a little bit where I, the list that they were a part of weren't really concrete lists. They were more like teams that could take a leap, teams that could make a playoff push, things like that that could easily be, you know, uh, separated from by the pundits that wrote them if they were wrong. There's actual expectation, though, regardless of what it is. Last year, it was kind of like, let's hope he doesn't go play baseball. Like, let's hope he's an NFL quarterback. Obviously, he is. And we've seen flashes this year of what Kyler Murray could be. And he's it's going to take a little while for him to get completely comfortable uh, obviously, he's a little jittery in the pocket still, but what we've seen this year is a different layer to his game where he's running with a purpose in games that matter. Like last year, he had a bunch of uh, rushing touchdowns. It was towards the tail end of the year. Yeah, a couple of them were kept the Cardinals in close games, but we're seeing a different level of that this year, which is great. What we're not seeing is a real natural progression of him as a thrower in this league. And you saw against the Jets what he could do in pseudo-garbage time in the fourth quarter with the uh, 70 yards worth of passes to DeAndre Hopkins in two throws, then the left side of the field twice. Both were dimes. That's going to be incredible to watch 
uh, for the years to come with him and DeAndre Hopkins. But I don't think, and I'm not going to speak for Bo here, I don't think that people expected it to take this long for him to get to that next level from his first year. Bo, do you want to chime in there? I just think we've kind of been desensitized to some pretty eye-popping numbers. I mean, we I, I will agree with Alex that there's a lot left that we want to see from Kyler Murray, and a lot of the numbers are inflated and not exactly are indicative of how he's played, how well or how he has how he struggled and this offense is still trying to find itself. But then you see that Kyler Murray's on pace for over 4,100 passing yards, close to a thousand rushing yards and 42 total TDs. And those are crazy numbers and a big jump from where he was last year. So we have seen the development, but we've also seen him take a couple steps back. We're just looking for more consistency and we were looking for consistency last year at the same time. But you have to understand that this is a process. And not everybody's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Those guys are the exception. If he still follows in the footsteps of some other good quarterbacks in their second seasons, which I think he is, and Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz, I think the Cardinals are in a good spot. And I believe that Kyler Murray is in a good spot. All right, Ball, I want to ask you about DeAndre Hopkins. You guys stole him in the offseason. Um Bill O'Brien made a trade that would never even get accepted in your fantasy uh, fantasy league or on Madden. Uh, and Hopkins is arguably the best receiver in the league, and he's been fantastic so far this season uh, for Arizona. Um, what kind of impact has he had on this team being uh, just a dominant number one receiver on the outside for the Cardinals? He's exactly that. He's a dominant outside threat for this Arizona Cardinals offense. He's really been the only threat as of right now. We're still looking for these other wide receivers to emerge. But as far as Nook and what he's doing, 45 receptions, 528 yards through the first five games, two touchdowns. And we almost think, Alex and I, have, we've talked about this a couple times before, that they could even target him more in this pass game, which mm. is pretty absurd to think about. But his impact when he gets the ball in his hands is so great. And this offense runs at just such a higher level that despite him having an outrageous target share already at close to, you know, 27 to 29%, you could even see that go up a notch and just get Alex mentioned the great, the 70 yards worth of passes at the end of the jets game. We hadn't seen nook get on the outside and stretch the field like that. We've seen, you know, a couple smoke screens here, a couple eight to 10 yard pass catches from him, but uh, we hadn't seen deep ball Deandre We'd like to see some more of that. And uh, if he if he adds that, it's pretty absurd to think that he could take it up another notch because it seems like there's another gear there for DeAndre, which is it's crazy to think about. Alex, I wanted to ask you about um, Chandler Jones. I think it was today it was announced that he's go undergoing surgery for a torn bicep. He's going to miss the season. Somehow, I think he's still one of the most underrated players in the NFL, despite you know, all the accolades he's had. I don't think people realize just how dominant of a player he's been, uh, you know, since his, since he been tra well, was traded to Arizona. You know, if he's had double-digit sacks in every single season. Last year, 19 sacks for the Cardinals. How big of a loss is it not having him for the rest of the season for this Arizona defense? I mean, it's big. Obviously, as you mentioned, he's one of the top, top guys and uh, top pass rushers in the league. He's been very underwhelming this year. Very, very underwhelming. One of the questions after wins and losses has been, where has Chandler Jones' production gone? Um, Bo and I talked about this yesterday, or today. They, we talked about this yesterday on our podcast. Um, this is a perfect litmus test for the Cardinals' defense and their pass rush because the offensive line for, as you, as you probably well know, uh, for the Cowboys, whether it be through injury, retirement, 
uh, surprise retirement, whatever, um, is porous. And if the Cardinals can't get to Andy Dalton on Monday night, then we've got a real issue. But if they can somehow, just like the offense did in a, quote, get-right cliche game against the Jets, put up a 30-burger, which they hadn't done this year, at least it shows that there's competency on that side. And that's what we're looking for on on Monday with this defense and the pass rush specifically because with Chandler Jones gone, it'll really show if the Cardinals are competent enough to rush the passer in one of the worst offensive linemen, offensive line setups uh, in the league, even though it's really nobody's fault. I mean, injuries and retirements, it's not just due to lack of poor play because of talent level. So uh, it's a big deal, and there's still time for the Arizona Cardinals to find somebody to come in on the cheap and – uh, supplant Chandler Jones as a pass rusher. And Bo and I, I think our favorite in the, in the clubhouse right now is is Clay Matthews. Not exactly sure why he's not rostered right now, having eight or eight and a half sacks last year with the Rams. Um, they need to find somebody, but it is a big deal. I wanted to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. And they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off any order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. I also wanted to tell you about Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, but with Roman, they make it simple and easy to talk about it. Uh, With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, again, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. All right, Bo, uh, last question before we head out here. for some reason, the Cowboys and Cardinals just don't play very often, despite being in the same conference. I remember when they used to play uh, all the time when they were even in the same division. So uh, Cowboy fans might not be all that familiar with this roster outside of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, can you give us one under the radar player to watch out for in this game, either on, you know, on either side of the ball? Absolutely. It's Buda Baker. It's mm. what many people might not know is the highest paid safety in the NFL until Jamal Adams gets his extension with the Seattle Seahawks. Buda Baker is absolutely the truth. And I was a little skeptical when they paid him and had him secure the bag right before the season. We were like, really? Buda Baker? Alex even received text messages from friends like, dude, who's Buda Baker? And he's a tackling machine. He's a guy that, you know, at the safety position has no career interceptions, but his impact is made. And it's, it was sur- like horribly missed when he was out with a thumb injury. He had some thumb surgery just a couple of weeks ago, missed the Carolina game. And the, Car- the Arizona Cardinals defense looked absolutely putrid without mm-hmm. Buda Baker in that defensive secondary. He's just, he had 10 sacks against the Jets, including a, uh, or 10 tackles, I should say, one sack. 10 sacks would be a record, folks. He uh, He's just all over the ball and uh, really shores up this defense. And you'll see number 32 flying around and really just sets the tone for these guys and is absolutely the guy to look out for come Monday Night Football because he, his impact, it has to be big 
to slow down, even without Dak Prescott in this lineup for the Dallas Cowboys, that uh, potent offense. Buda Baker's the guy to look out for, for sure. Well, fellas, I think this is going to be a fun game on Monday night. Uh, you know, both squads have some injuries. The Cowboys are just decimated, but uh, it's a Monday night football game in Arlington. Uh, the lights are going to be on the primetime stage. Wouldn't be surprised if this is a, uh, you know, a high scoring, both teams into the 30s kind of contest. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, real quick, just please talk to Ezekiel Elliott and make sure he doesn't run for 200 yards on this defense. I mean, that's because <laughs> well, what we I, talked about is that. Ezekiel Elliott, I know that he's caused you guys issues. And, and you know, really quick, I know we got to go, but. No, you're good, good. Um, He should win Citizen of the Year for how little he's appreciated it seems like at least from where I'm looking and how little he's getting the ball with uh, the amount of offensive plays that they run the fact that he's not averaging over 100 all-purpose yards with regularity or even up close to the 150s blows my mind yeah it's just some bad game scripts for the Cowboys you know they've been down pretty big in the first half of every one of these games even against uh you know the Giants it was 17-3 before this game really even really got started so it's just hard to stick with the ground game and give him touches uh, when you get down so early. But I think going into this game, the Cowboys know they've got to protect their defense and they got to protect Andy Dalton. Would not be surprised if we see, like, on the first drive of the game, the first three touches to Ezekiel Elliott. So they're, they're going to get him involved. I'm looking at 22, 23, 24 touches for Zeke in this contest. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can follow my co-host, Landon McCool, at McCoolBCB. We will be back on Thursday to answer your Twitter questions, and we will see you then.